Hey friends, how are you today? I hope you are having an awesome, awesome day. And I wanted to share a little bit of revelation I had this morning when I was looking over some things. So I got stuck looking at some things online last night that I usually avoid. And um, a lot of the stuff that's going on in the world just makes me feel really uncomfortable and sad and scared and alone and just, it's just depressing seeing so many people being hurt and just seeing all the awful things going on in the world and then people being accused of awful things everywhere you look on the internet, everywhere. And it's just so sad. So I was taking a look through some things and I read our verse of the day for today, which was Romans 10, 10. And then, um, after I read that, I took a look at the, the seals, um, in revelation. So <laughs> it just reassured me that everything is happening for a reason that Everything that we are focusing on, the things that I've been focusing on for my own personal self, the things that I've been focusing on in my home and with my family, most of those things are not things that have any lasting value. They will all be gone 10 years from now. None of that stuff is going to matter. Most of that stuff is not going to matter. Now, the important thing with raising children, I still have young children, is making sure that we are teaching them to be good people, to think about others and to be loving and kind and patient and understanding of other people's needs and the things going on around them. And that's not something that comes naturally. They, you know, we are as humans born to be self-focused. We are focused on our own needs, not the needs of others. That is something that has to be learned. That is a sacrifice that we have to give to focus on other people. And as I was looking through the, the things that were just on my heart and the things that I had been frustrated with my family about this week that they hadn't done or that they didn't do well or that they did and they shouldn't have, um, all of those things, there's maybe two of them that are going to be important in 10 years maybe two of them, the way they treated someone um, that, you know, talking to people unkind. So the way they speak and treat people, uh, that is definitely something we will continue to um, address every time we need to, right? As parents, <laughs> I'm not going to let that go. You have to be kind. You don't yell, shut up back to your sibling. You don't um, say unkind things. You don't push people and then hit them because they pushed you or bumped you when they turned around. We have to put a stop to those things. Um, but the thing that was just on my heart that I've been so focused on, that I've been so frustrated with, it's all things, physical things, like actual things. The house that we live in, the, the furniture that we have, the way our house is, is set up, the way that things are. Um, and those aren't things that are going to be important in 10 years. They're not. This is not my forever home. This is not somewhere I want to live long term. 
And so I was looking through and just feeling convicted that I was focusing on the wrong things. And so I want to read this to you and see if maybe your focus is maybe focused on the wrong things too. So here's what I was reading. So the first seal is I watched the lamb open the first of the seven seals. Then I heard one of the four living creatures say in a voice like thunder, come. I looked and there before me was a white horse. Its rider held a bow and he was given a crown and he rode out as a conqueror bent on conquest. The second seal. When the lamb opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, come. Then another horse came out, a fiery red one. Its rider was given power to take peace from the earth and to make men slay each other. To him was given a large sword. They took peace. The power was given to take peace from the earth and to make men slay each other. And that got me thinking when I, I'm just thinking back in my life in 1999, when they had the scare of Y2K that the computers were going to crash and that we were going to not be able to get any money from the banks and we were not going to be able to use our computers and the internet was going to go down and all of that scare. And then the next year there was something else and the next year and the next year. And it's been like that as far back as I can remember after that. Every year there was some new terrible thing that was happening where we, our peace was taken. That was the first time that I realized that our peace was gone, was in that season of life. In the third seal, when the lamb opens the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, come. I looked and there before me was a black horse. Its rider was holding a pair of scales in its hands. Then I heard what sounded like a voice from among the four living creatures saying, a quart of wheat for a day's wages and three quarts of barley for a day's wages and do not damage the oil and wine. Okay. How much money was gas when I first started driving? To fill up my tank, um, it was 89 cents a gallon to buy fuel for my vehicle. 89 cents a gallon. It was under a dollar. Under a dollar. I remember being so disappointed when it hit a dollar. And it was over a dollar. One dollar per gallon for oil or fuel for my car, gasoline. Thinking about how expensive Everything at the grocery store is now. Everything is so expensive. It is, <laughs> it is very difficult to keep up with feeding these growing boys that I have. Um, and all of my children, our budget for the groceries, um, has, has really needed to go up because they are eating so much more and the groceries are so much more expensive. Pineapples, even two years ago, for a can of pineapples, um, was 89 cents. Now it's a dollar 29. Everything has gone up in prices. The fourth seal. When the lamb opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, come. I looked and there before me was a pale horse. 
Its rider was named Death, and Hades was following close behind him. They were given power over a fourth of the earth to kill by sword, famine, and plague, and by the wild beasts of the earth. That's the fourth seal in Revelation. Um, so many things. COVID-19 and that scare, that plague that killed so many people that I know and love. Um, the, all of the different, 32 different countries at war against each other or battling, having some sort of battle right now, some sort of war, fight between these different countries, 32 different countries. Wild beasts on the earth, okay? Um, what about these orcas and uh, or killer whales that have been destroying ships over the last couple of years? They've figured out how to destroy ships. They are damaging the rotors and sinking and destroying ships over the last few years. Um, that is just absolutely amazing to me. Amazing that killer whales have figured out how to sink ships. Not little boats, ships. <laughs> ships, actual, actual ships. Yep. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and the testimony they had maintained. They called out in a loud voice, How long, sovereign Lord, holy and true, until you judge the inhabitants of the earth and avenge our blood? Then each of them was given a white robe, and they were told to wait a little longer until the number of their fellow servants and brothers who were to be killed, as they had, was completed. That's the fifth seal. Now, there's only seven seals before the end of time in Revelation in the Bible. There's only seven seals. So that's reading the fifth seal. And it sounds like all of the other ones have already taken place or are taking place. All of them. The first through the fifth, it sounds like they have already taken place or are currently happening in our world right now. And when I read that, I was really convicted about how important the things are that I've been focusing on. What have I been focusing on? Is any of it important at all? And if not, why have I been focusing on it? Because if we aren't able to focus on the things that are truly important, then what are we doing with our lives? So the verse of the day from um, the Bible app is Romans 10.10, 10, but I'm going to read the message version and give you a little comfort with it. Um, it's the message shares several, it shares like the whole section of it. It's verses four through 10. And it says the earlier revelation was intended simply to get us ready for the Messiah who then puts everything right for those who trust him to do it. Moses wrote that anyone who insists on using the law code to live right before God soon discovers it's not so easy. Every detail of life regulated by fine print, but trusting God, to shape the right living in us is a different story. No precarious climb up to heaven to recruit the Messiah. No dangerous descent into hell to rescue the Messiah. 
So what exactly was Moses saying? The word that saves is right here. As near as the tongue in your mouth, as close as the heart in your chest. It is the word of faith that welcomes God to go to work and set things right for us. This is the core of our preaching, says, say the welcoming word to God. Jesus is my master. Embracing body and soul, God's work of doing in us what he did in raising Jesus from the dead. That's it. You're not doing anything. You're simply calling out to God, trusting him to do it for you. That's salvation. With your whole being, you embrace God, setting things right. And then you say right out loud, God has set everything right between him and me. That's what it says in the message version of Romans 4 through 10. Romans 10, 4 through 10. Now, this is a couple of other versions of it. Um, it says in the CEV version, contemporary English version, is God will accept you and save you if you truly believe this and tell it to others. In the complete Jewish Bible, it says, for with the heart, one goes on trusting and thus continues toward righteousness. While in the mouth, one keeps on making public acknowledgement and thus continues toward deliverance. The New International Version says, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. The Amplified Version shares, for with the heart of a, for with the heart a person believes in Christ as Savior, resulting in his justification, that is, being made righteous, being freed of the guilt and sin, and made acceptable to God. And with the mouth he acknowledges and confesses his faith openly, resulting and confirming his salvation. So, I hope that Hearing this doesn't make you feel too uncomfortable. I know that Revelation feels a little terrifying. <laughs> I spent many years of my life where I was very uncomfortable even thinking about it. It was scary to me. But if you really hear God's voice in the rest of the scripture and you really hear what he's saying in the rest of the Bible, you hear that it's not about the scary parts. That scary part is only for those who do not believe in God, who do not believe that Jesus is the Savior, and who do not openly confess their faith. That's who's going to be terrified in the sixth seal. That's who's going to be scared. But if you truly have faith that God is your Savior and that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to save you from your sins and give you salvation, even death isn't that scary because you know where you're going. But if you choose to deny your faith and you choose to not acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the Lord, the Son of God, if you make that choice, that's scary because what happens after that after death is the scary part. 
for those of you who aren't accepting God as your Savior. Now, when I was talking to my children about this today, I found that it was um, the perfect Halloween story to scare them and (laughs) make them feel terrified of what is to come. But that's not the point of it. The point of it is to make you feel at peace, comforted, knowing that God already gave you everything that you need to be saved from that danger and that that terrible trial um, that's coming up. I know looking at what's going on in other countries where they're killing children and people are fleeing from their homes and it is really terrifying the things that are going on in other places right now. And my children are just telling me, well, we don't live there. They didn't live in a place where that was going on until they, you know, all of a sudden it was going on all around them. And now they do live in a place where that's going on. You know, the Ukraine where that war started and they were just living their lives. And then all of a sudden they're being, uh, bombs are being dropped on them. And in Israel where children and families are being um, killed everywhere, so many different places around the world. And it just has put such a weight on my heart to know that I have to share. I cannot keep quiet about this any longer. This is something that is far too important for your benefit. Um, and I, I'm not, I'm not afraid of what is to come. I'm afraid for others for what is to come. I'm afraid for my children who maybe don't feel the same way. I'm afraid for people that I love that maybe don't um, know where they stand on their beliefs. And that's the scary part for me. For me, knowing that the ones that I love, that I shared and I gave them as much as I could, of the information that I have on how to be saved from that really scary place and that place that we don't like to think about. We don't like to talk about it because it makes us all uncomfortable. But when we think about things from that perspective, about the life and death of it, when we think about the people who are fleeing their homes, none of their things are important anymore. Their safety, their life, the ones that they love, that is what is important to them. It is not important to them the things that didn't get cleaned up the night before. And so if you're feeling like you are burdened and weighed down and restricted in what you're able to do because of the things in your home, then I encourage you to let those things go. Your bur- your blessings, those gifts that God gifted you, that he allowed you to have those things, And now they're weighing you down and making you feel burdened and restricted. Those things have become burdens instead of blessings. And you need to take those burdens and you need to go and lay them at the feet of Jesus and let them go. Take that extra stuff that you have sitting around your home and go bless someone else with it. Take all of those things and turn them into blessings. Go give to those who are in need. 
you have extra baby stuff lying around, I guarantee you there are women at the shelter who could use some baby clothes, some extra diapers, and they don't care that the package got opened. Like, there's so many things. Women who are looking for a job, and they are desperate for something that doesn't look uncomfortable on them or ill-fitting on them. And you have a closet full of clothes that you haven't worn because you don't work in the office anymore. And, you, you know, are you... Your life has changed, or your size has changed, or your style has changed. They would absolutely love to have those items that you have. But you have to make the effort to give to those in need. There's several scriptures in the Bible where it tells about giving to others and giving to those in need and making sure that we, um, you know, let me find it real quick. Okay, it's in Matthew 25 where it says, um, in verse 31, when the Son of Man comes in his glory with all his angels, he will sit on his royal throne. The people of all nations will be brought before me, and he will separate them as shepherds separate their sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, My father has blessed you. Come and receive the kingdom that was prepared before you prepared for you before the world was created. When I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. And when I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was a stranger, you welcomed me. And when I was naked, you gave me clothes to wear. When I was sick, you took care of me. And when I was in jail, you visited me. Then the ones who pleased the Lord will ask, when did we give you something to eat or drink? When did we welcome you as a stranger or give you clothes to wear? Or visit you while you were sick or in jail? Then the king will answer, Whenever you did it for any of my people, no matter how unimportant they seemed, you did it for me. Then the king will say to those on his left, Get away from me. You are under God's curse. Go into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. I was hungry, but you did not give me anything to eat. And I was thirsty, but you did not give me anything to drink. I was a stranger, but you did not welcome me. And I was naked, but you did not give me any clothes. I was sick and in jail, but you did not take care of me. Then the people will ask, Lord, when did we fail to help you when you were hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in jail? Then the king will say to them, Whenever you failed to help any of my people, no matter how unimportant they seemed, you failed to do it for me. Then Jesus said, Those people will be punished forever, but the ones who pleased God will have eternal life. That's Matthew 25, verse 31 through 46. So I read that from the CEV version and that's just, I have that on my heart that I feel like I just have to share it. And I don't know how you feel about it, but I would love to have a message from you letting me know. I would love to hear back from you about this. If this touched your heart or got you thinking or, or just put the perspective in place of what is really important. Because that pile of clothes sitting in the corner you already have everything you need. And that's one of the reasons why I try so hard to create these simple capsule wardrobes that have enough. It's enough to get you through the week. It's enough to get you through um, 
multiple different stages and seasons of your life um, in a simple way. It keeps you from being burdened down. It keeps things simple. When we have so many things that we need to take care of at home, it keeps us from taking care of the things in the world that we need to do, the things with our friends, the relationships that are so important because we're taking care of things. And I don't want that for you. That is a huge reason why I started this podcast and why I wanted to help people with this as a professional organizer is because I see so many people weighed down by the weight of their belongings that they don't have any room left, any energy left to put into the things that really matter. And that's not the life that we were meant to live. That is not how we are supposed to be living out our days. We are supposed to be loving others, blessing others, caring for each other's needs, doing things for those in need. And if you aren't making time to do that, what are you doing with your life? Will any of it matter in the end? Anything that you're doing with your life, where's your focus? What have you been focusing on? Is any of it important, really important? Because if not, you need to do a little self-reflection and take that in prayer and really just ask God where you need to make those changes, where he wants you to be. Ask God that he would give you a vision for your future and align your dreams and desires and plans with his will for your life and that he would show you his truth and show you how real he is and how much he loves you. Lord, I just ask that for my, my listeners right now, for anyone listening to this podcast that you know needs to hear this message right now, Lord. I just ask that you would just give them peace and a comfort, letting them know that you are there. You are with them and you love them and you care for them. And they are important. They are special. They are loved and they have a life worth living. Help them to be brave and bold and stand up for what they believe in. and Stand up for what's right, Lord. Help them to stand up for the truth and stand up for those that they love and care about. Help them to be freely giving, give freely to those in need, and to give abundantly. Give and it shall be given to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So if you feel like you don't have enough money to replace the things, but you're not using the things that you already have, you giving that to someone in need, right now could mean even more blessings are coming your way later today or tomorrow. When you're in need, those blessings will come. And I see God answering that in my life day after day after day. And I just pray that he would do that for you as well. All right, you guys have an awesome day. I will talk to you soon. Take care. Hey friend, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. And if you haven't done it already, make sure you go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review for this show so more people can find it. If you want some more behind the scenes and more connection with me, come join the Facebook group at the SOS Mom Show. 
And you can email me or call 980-389-0399 and email at hello at the SOSmom.com. I'm waiting for you. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode. Did I say it right?